0: What's the first thing you do in 2022 when you need something done, but you're not sure where to get it? You Google it, right? You need a plumber, you Google it. You need a mortgage, you Google it. You need a car detail or an oil change, you Google it. If your business doesn't show up in the top three or even on the first page in general, when I Google something, chances are you're not getting my business. Actually, you're definitely not getting my business. It's that simple. Maybe you do show up, but you only have one review that was left by a customer in 2015. Well, you're not getting my business either. Websites by Students is a company that's here to help solve modern website issues for small and medium-sized businesses. The team at Websites by Students builds custom WordPress websites for small and medium-sized service businesses. Every website is 100% custom built, which means you tell them what you want on the site and they build it exactly to your needs. Every website comes equipped with Google Suite functionality, meaning the Google map, Google integration is all built in right from the start. Their prices are incredibly affordable and their team is super professional to work with. They can build you a brand new website in under three weeks and that comes with unlimited revisions. So they'll send you the first draft. If you don't like it, tell them to fix it as long as you want until the site looks exactly the way that you want it. They won't publish anything until it's perfect and you want it built the way that you want it. The best part about it is that every website package comes with one year worth of free website management so six months after you get this site built if you want to update something whether it's copywriting or you want a restaurant and you want to add to your menu just tell the team at websites by students to do it they'll turn that around in under 48 hours and get that website updated for you to your exact specifications it gets even better websites by students is a purpose-driven organization A portion of every website they build goes to a scholarship fund to help fight student debt for as many college students as they can. If you visit websitesbystudents.com today, fill out the contact form and mention the get it done podcast. You'll save 20% on your next website project. That could be as much as $500 worth of savings. And that $500 is more than likely going into that scholarship fund to help fight student debt. Visit websitesbystudents.com today to get your new website built or get your existing website updated so that it shows up on the first page of Google, if not the top three. Their goal is to make you number one. Call them today, visit their website, mention our podcast, save 20%. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Get It Done Podcast. I'm Joe Zanke, your host, co-founder, COO of On Demand Storage. And today I'm with my guest, Jay Webb of the Jay David Group. Jay, what's going on? Hey, Joe. Thanks for having me. Happy to have you on, man. Happy to have you on. I always like to talk to uh, a fellow podcaster, someone who's, you know, out there hustling, talking to people, doing their thing on a daily basis. So I'm looking forward to uh, talking to you a little bit about that. But why don't we start, um, you know, with your background, maybe your career and uh, prior to, you know, what you're doing today, and then we can start talking about, um, you know, your group and your, your talent agency.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I started off, working in the services industry, working for or um, enterprise rental car, so you can call it, I guess, the hospitality industry. Worked there for about seven and a half years and realized that I wanted to do something else. Um, wanted to get into sales, but wasn't really sure what kind of sales that I thought would be right for me. And one of the things I did not want to do was, was um, sell products, so to speak, or sell anything off of a shelf. Uh, so I figured, uh, since I liked interacting with people, that headhunting would really be um, a good, a good job for me, right? A good, a good yeah. career for me. Yeah. So went into that and doubled down on the sales. So it wasn't just about, um, you know, helping other people find jobs, but it was helping other people find sales jobs in particular. And I went to this one company who hadn't yet um, found, had a, a sales recruiting division. And so my entrepreneurial mindset kicked in there and said, you know, I want to go there and try to build something that, that didn't exist so I did that for four years. Realized that I could go out and do it on my own. So started the J David Group, which is a sales recruiting firm. Um, Ten years ago, March of two thousand eleven, started the J David Group, and um, and again continue to focus on growing my business, focusing on salespeople within technology companies. And as you mentioned, I also have a podcast called Over Quota, where I interview founders, CEOs, vice presidents of sales um, about. Vision, strategy, and execution, and, and all things that that they look for in in salespeople and best practices.
0: That's great, man. Well, I love the story. You know, I love how you kind of realized at a certain point in time that you know you wanted to go out and do sales. You wanted to do it um, on your own, and and you had that entrepreneurial mindset to make it happen. Um, and then learn, you know, about the industry. Learn about what you're doing today. Uh, maybe within another company and then take your talents and now start working, um, you know, for yourself and, and, you know, expanding the business. So, so, yeah, I mean, as you would say, into some of these other companies, um, mm-hmm. so that's fantastic. And, and you know, I think that it's always great to hear um, you know someone else's entrepreneurial story. You know, there's so many different ways that you can get into it. You know, you can get into it when you're in high school, you can get into it when you're in your fifties, you know, it's never um, one of those things that's, it's too late. I think a lot of the times people just have the bug and, you know, it just starts eating away at them until they, uh, until they make a move. And then once they make a move and commit to it, you know, it's just about being determined and, uh, and, and really going after your dream and making it happen. And, um, you know, that seems like something you've done, which is great, which is great. And, and now how's the podcast going? You know, I, I know you've been, um, you do it pretty frequently, don't you?
1: I do it every Monday, I try to publish every Monday um and i've been do- I've published since the beginning of 2020 so february 2020 and it's going well you know it's it's uh, one of those things where i started it certainly there was the, the, there wasn't a, a shelter in place or any sort of pandemic that had w- you know waved over the country uh, at the time but you know who knew that that, w- that was coming um right. you know on my on my first episode but what it did for me was is that it, g- it continued to give me a reason to reach out to prospective um, you know, clients and 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 candidates um, in a different way. It wasn't necessarily about, hey, Joe, you're looking to hire people. It was about, hey, do you want to come on my my podcast and talk about some of the things that, that you know and some of the experience that you've learned over the years and share with my audience who could be pr- prospective salespeople that want to come work for your company. So it was a good way for me to continue to brand myself and the Jay David group to um for it gave me another reason to have a conversation with people and frankly a lot of people weren't necessarily hiring and, and had a lot of time, frankly, or at least more time to do podcasts. Um, and so that's what that's what I started doing and started reaching out to to people who, you know, I hadn't known in the past but looked like they had some really great stories to tell, work for some really great companies, people that have seen you know, sales teams go from no sales to over seven hundred million dollars in sales over a certain period of time. I've talked to a lot of people who have been part of um, successful exits who have taken and helped companies uh, to go public or have gotten successfully acquired by a strategic acquirer. Um, so yeah, it's it's been it's been fun. And now as we've come out of the you know the the shutdown, I guess if you will, and the economy starts to has started to to come back. Um, you know, demand is is really high right now for for talent. And, you know, a lot of those relationships that that I forged uh, during the pandemic are, you know, starting to, to 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 really pay dividends, if you will. Right. I just as a matter of fact, I was talking to uh, my wife the other day who helps me in the business. And I was saying that, you know, I, I, this will be I'm, I'm about to have one of my guests hire another guest (laughs) of mine on the podcast, like one vice president of sales is now a senior vice president of sales, hire a vice president of sales to, you know, to be his uh, you know director of sales at his new company. So anyways, we'll see if that happens, but it's just very, very cool.
0: That's awesome, man. Well, that's something I definitely wanted to talk to you about, which you just touched upon really well is how you can use something like a podcast as a business development tool. I mean, I think a lot of times that people hear the term podcast, you know, there's a lot of ones that you can listen to on Spotify. There's you know, ones that revolve around different topics, and I think it's great to have a topic. You know, mine happens to be entrepreneurship. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, it, it you can do so much with a podcast, and and you and I, I think, like to take advantage of the fact that you can. It's an easy way to reach out to somebody in a friendly way and just meet them, and it's a unique way to meet them too. You know, it's one of those things where, like, I've done over 130 podcasts, and and you know, I would probably say out of those 130. 110 of those guests, I'm the only person they've ever done a podcast with, you know what I mean? So you kind of like create this relationship that is very unique among you and your guest a lot of the time. And that goes a long way. And it's not something that I had thought of much before I started doing it. And then I realized, you know, Hey, this is a cool way to, you know, just even make a friend. And then that friend, if you're doing it in a strategic way, Mm -hmm. might be, you know, someone that you can inevitably do business with, you know, I, I, talk to a lot of moving companies. And so my my company does a lot of business with movers and it's a great way to just meet them. And I've talked to some movers that, you know, do just have tremendously big companies and they've been around forever. And I, I think if I reach out to them and just say, hey, you know, I own on-demand storage and we should, we should hop on a call. And, you know, do you have time to grab lunch? And mm. it might just blow me off, but reaching out and being like, hey, I, I want to welcome you onto my podcast. I want to give you this piece of content that you can share with the world. Um, that's how I want to meet you is a much warmer, easier way to get that person to talk to you and and to hopefully like you. And then, and then if there's an opportunity to do business together, you know, that's even, that's just a big bonus.
1: Yep. For sure. For sure. And just like you and I talked before this podcast, I mean, I have a half hour conversation with all of my guests before they even record the podcast, right? So you're asking them, I mean, by the time the podcast is over, you know, you spent an hour, hour and a half with this person that you didn't, have any relationship with prior, right? And to your point about, you know, whether it's inviting a a someone who haven't spoken with out to lunch or coffee or something right off the right off the bat has a lot different, um, you know, it's a different dynamic, so to speak, right. than inviting them on a podcast um, to share what they know um, with you and your audience, you know.
0: Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. I um I found it to be really cool. I found it to kind of across the board be. You know, something where now, you know, even in the future, if I haven't talked to somebody who maybe in four or five months that I've had on, it's an easy way to just reach back out and just say, hey, you know, they remember you for what you did, um, even though it's not like some massive thing, but it's just something that's cool. It's a, it's a unique bond to form. And um, and there's a lot of different ways you can take advantage of it. And it, it's a it's a really good business tool, which not I don't think a lot of people know about. You know, I think a lot of guests yeah. that hear me and you do it, you know, might just say, hey. I mean, not, not a lot of guests, a lot of people in the audience, people who might be listening to our, our podcasts, mm-hmm. just think we're doing it, you know, because we enjoy it or to, like we say, to create content. But in reality, a lot of the times we're using it as a business development tool, which is great. Yep,
1: that's right. For sure.
0: So how are you marketing yourself? You know, how are you putting yourself out to the world? Do you get, you know, do you typically use your website for something like that? Or is a lot of your business come from referrals? Um, do you get a lot of like online inquiries? You know, how are people finding you?
1: Um, really, I have spent a lot of time just building relationships on LinkedIn. So every time I, I publish a, my podcast, I share it on LinkedIn. And that brings new people um, to me that, frankly, hadn't been aware of me before. Because, you know, when, one of the benefits of doing a podcast and having guests on is that they have their own audiences, right? They have their own connections. And so when you share it on LinkedIn and tag the guest, and then the guest shares it, um, and you know, now all of a sudden more and more people are, are coming to you. And as a result, what's happening with me is that, you know, because of all the activity that I have just around the podcast that I publish every every Monday, and if the content is valuable, people are sharing it and people are referring other people to it and that type of stuff. And they are even if I've had relationships with people that maybe I haven't done business with in 10 years, I'm reminding them of me just by you know me being out there on, on on LinkedIn, right? So that's one thing. And the people that I haven't had relationships with, you know, once they find out or listen to the podcast and 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 and, and get to know me a little bit through then um, through there, then they're more comfortable and more apt to reach out. So a lot of it has just been um, just even from the beginning, frankly, Joe, is that I've been doing this for ten years. I haven't made I don't even know I could count the number of cold calls on my on one hand, frankly, in, in 10 years that I've made, so a lot of them have been right. referral-based anyhow, and that the podcast only adds to that. I, you know, I just, one of the people that, um, you know, I just helped find a job, found me himself on LinkedIn. He was a phenomenal candidate. And, you know, within three weeks, uh, you know, my, my client hired him, right? And wow. so, and, and actually the one of the ones that I just alluded to as well, same thing. Somebody who I hadn't met before, Met her on the podcast. We've stayed in touch now. She became a candidate, introduced her to my client, and it looks like that's going to to happen as well. So, um, a lot of it, it has to do with spending time on LinkedIn, connecting with people on LinkedIn, publishing my content on on LinkedIn, and that's how people have have been been finding me and how I've been getting my business.
0: Yeah, you know, LinkedIn is a super powerful tool if you use it the right way, and it's a great way. It's a great place to share content. It's a great place to, like you said, post. And the cool thing about a podcast going back to that is you tag somebody else in it. And, um, yeah, I just had this happen to me the other day. Sometimes I'll do a post and I'll tag somebody and, you know, I'll get like six or seven likes and like, you know, maybe one or two comments. And then some guests, you know, I, I did one yesterday. I posted a little clip of a podcast I did with a um, a friend of mine named Joe young, who he, I don't know, this kid must have t- t- like 20,000 LinkedIn followers or something because this one's been viewed like thirty four hundred times, which is just like shocking to me. You know, what I mean, it's got like two hundred and fifty likes, and wow. but that for me is like super powerful. You know, I don't know if his content typically gets that, but because mm-hmm. he shared it, um, mm-hmm. you know, my stuff's getting out there to the world and making new connections. And so I totally see what you're saying when it comes to that stuff. You know, post stuff, put out content, tell you know, put out stuff about you know just even your industry in general, um, you don't, you know, give away information for free. That's why I see a lot of like really, you know, strong sales people do is just give away info. And then people will come to you as, Oh, this is, you know, this guy knows something about what he's talking about. Like I'll ask him for advice or I'll, I'll ask him, you know, for help getting hired so many different ways you can do it. And I like what you said, you know, you've stuck with that process and, and not, you know, aborted it, not started cold calling people, you know, just, stick with it, get really good at it. And um, and now it's like you said, paying dividends.
1: I think it's an abundant mindset. You know, the more you share, um, the more you get, frankly, you know, it's weird, but just, just keep putting yourself out there, whether it's content or even one-on-one advice, you know, whatever it is. But I think that the more you share and the more you put yourself out there, the more good things are going to happen. And people come to you, start, start looking for you for, for help, you know?
0: Yeah, no, I agree. So, Talk to me about you know entrepreneurship, being your own boss. Um, you know has a lot of a lot of upside, but um, there's also times that get tough. Talk to me about a time where maybe uh, you know you're getting started, or just you know maybe it was recently that things got tough, and uh, and how you were able to kind of overcome that, and you know what helped you out of that situation. Um, because I think that's equally as important, if not more important, as an entrepreneur to know how to kind of roll with some punches.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, <laughs> but where do I begin? I mean, <laughs> there's, there's all many all types of stuff that are that has that has been tough and obstacles that you have to um, you know overcome. But I'll I'll give you something that's happening right now, which is that you know because the business is getting so busy because you know there's so much demand for for, for good sales talent. Um, you know, I had to start really thinking about the way that I structured my my business. Frankly, and you know, a lot of it for the first ten years, with the exception of um, a couple of other, uh, cu- couple of people, um, Sonny Girardi, I'll give a shout out to him, um, has, you know, been in large part just working every deal myself, right? In other words, building the relationship yeah. with clients, building the relationship with candidates, building the great, p- creating the podcast, sending emails, building websites and marketing, and you know, just doing it all. And one of the uh realities uh especially of a, of a services-based business a professional services business where you know you j web me is the brand where people are expecting a certain quality of of um you know a certain um quality of service um you know because because of who i am in my experience and i've had to start thinking about adding people to my team and delegating responsibility and really operationalizing, starting to operationalize my business in a way uh, that I had sort of thought of before and tried to put some um, some processes in place before in the past that frankly have failed for one reason or another um, that I'm just now revisiting because I'm just so busy and there's only so much time in, in the day. Um, and even with the demand, you know, my calendar is so full that even when I want to talk to a really strong candidate for a particular position. I may not get to that candidate for three or four days or even even longer, mm. just depending on what the candidate's calendar is. And as a result of that, the client's going to suffer because they don't see the candidate faster And as a result, maybe the candidate goes someplace else. So there's all different types of things. So what I started doing is um, I added, I alluded to it earlier. Um, My wife had just joined me last summer. Her name's Carrie. She joined me uh, last summer because we started getting busy and I started getting her up to speed. Um, And now she's off and running. I just added another person recently to my team that started this week as well. And I'm probably going to add another person. And then I have a couple of um, um, sourcers, you call them, um, that help us just do a lot of the online research and so now it's just figuring out a way to make sure that everybody um is up and running um giving everybody what they need to be to be successful individually so that the business can be successful and then so i'm trying to spend less time in the business more time on the business and just creating an operation um where at the end of the day the clients are are better off because they're getting more candidates faster
0: that is that is a challenging time. Um, and when you're on the other side of it, I think it's, you know, it's a, it's a great thing. It's kind of like the second step. You know, you at the beginning, it's funny because like at the beginning, you know, you think that being an entrepreneur is kind of doing everything yourself, wearing all these different hats. And I, I think you always have to wear a bunch of different hats. But at the end of the day, um, you kind of create a I went through this recently too. When you first start out, you create a job for yourself. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're the guy doing everything. So you now have a job, you have multiple different jobs, but then the next phase is kind of really creating a business, an organization, like with processes and, and with, um, with people who can, you know, manage and, and, and you, you know, they're below you and you can manage them. And, and that is, that definitely comes with some challenges, especially once you've gotten, like you said, your job. Mm-hmm. or the, you know, it's still a business obviously, but you've gotten that to the point where it's so busy that mm-hmm. you have to manage both at the same time. So you have to make sure that you're serving your clients, that you're, you know, continuing to bring money in, that you're doing all the right things, but simultaneously maybe get some other people up to speed, um, train them, you know what I mean? Get them mm-hmm. to the point where they can start taking over. So it's, you kind of have to double down and, and, um, and add even more time to your calendar. Add even more to your plate for a little while, until you can maybe start handing some stuff off. And it sounds like you're at that point right now, which is an exciting time. You know, what I mean, it's great Good. to be it's great to be busy. Um, but the challenges don't just just halt. You know, what I mean, they, they <laughs> right? <need> to grow.
1: <laughs> That's right. For sure. And there are new challenges and new bottlenecks and those types of things that you have to be able to figure out and work through. And you alluded to a little bit, which is, you know, just investing in coaching and development and and training and making sure that everybody has the right information and the right tools that they need to be successful. And a lot of that is more of a time investment. Now, you know, it's, 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 it's not something that will necessarily have an immediate impact like, okay, this candidate is now interviewing at this particular company as a result of what we did today. But over time, that will start to happen more often because of the processes and the coaching and the training that I'm, that I'm doing, that I'm doing now to get ready and to manage the growth, you know?
0: Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. So one of the last questions I like to ask my guests is um, just for, you know, if you have a, uh, a book or a podcast recommendation that you would give the audience, maybe something you've read recently, something that you've read throughout your career that has impacted you, or even just a podcast. You know, I like to listen to a lot of shows myself.
1: Well, I'll give two. I'll start with the book, which I'm, start, I'm rereading, or at least I'm reading certain parts of it. Uh, actually, a couple of books, I guess. A uh, company, uh, a book by the name of Built to Sell. Yep. By John Warlow. Do you know that book? Have you heard of that I at all?
0: all? I read it. Yeah. Oh, you the did. guy with the agency. And uh, yes, yes. Yeah. I, yeah.
1: Yep. I really actually cool. met him. Yeah, I actually met him. He, he had a workshop in Las Vegas in 2012, I think 2013, um, which by the way shows you how long I've been trying to figure this that thing out. But <laughs> um, and uh, and so yeah, it's a it's a just a, a really good book about what we just talked about in terms of um, building your business in a way, especially if you're selling a prof- if you're running a professional services business to not necessarily have a job for yourself, but to really have a business that frankly can be sold, right? That can be sellable, um, so that um, you know, so that, so, so that you can provide, frankly, long-term wealth, generational wealth for your family, just like anybody that's selling a software company. Right. But it's more tricky to do when you're selling a professional service, because again, you as the individual are right at the heart of the business and nobody's going to buy an individual. They have to buy, they want to buy a company. Um, so that's why the processes and and not stuff is really important. I started reading or listening to, um, the goal. I don't even know who that's by actually. It's like, it's. It's um, I forget who that's by, but it's called the goal. One of my uh, candidates who was vice president of sales uh, that had many, many successful exits and um, a couple of IPOs uh, recommended to me, which is just really all about um, systems and process. And it's you know, it's it's uh, written like a novel, kind of like the the um, built to sell book is, where there's a story behind it of a of a guy that runs a manufacturing plant and they have to try to figure out. How to increase profitability, basically, and he walks through how how all of that's done. Um, so yeah, that's that's a book, and I can't even pronounce the guy's name, so I mean, you just gotta Google it. The goal, <laughs> I can't pronounce. It. Yeah, I can't pronounce his name. And then the podcast, one of the, my my favorite podcast of all time is um, is called mixergy i don't know if you've ever heard of that Mm -hmm. podcast m-i-x-e-r-g-y andrew warner is the is the uh moderator you know the host of, of 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 that podcast and he's had entrepreneurs on from you know the people who founded airbnb and that story is like literally them sitting on you know just on on one of their friends couches as they were getting ready for the democratic um i think it was like the democratic convention in 2008 or something like that um and that was where that was born um the the founder of linkedin reed hoffman was on um you know you name it i mean anybody that's been anybody in business he's interviewed he has at this point probably over two thousand interviews or something like that he started way back in 2000 before anybody was podcasting i think back yeah. in 2007 2008 and he's just he's just a phenomenal phenomenal interviewer mm-hmm. um, and i've learned so much from just listening to his his guests on that podcast so anyways i definitely recommend that to everybody and of course the Overquarter podcast
0: <laughs> <laughs> and of course <laughs> which, the is, which is my podcast Look, yes those are <laughs> some um those are some fantastic recommendations. And, and look, I appreciate you coming on here and sharing uh, your story, some tough times, you know, some of the things that you guys are working on uh, talking about podcasting. Like I said, I, I can't hype that up enough. I think it's such a great tool if you have the time to put into it, you know, and you're a solopreneur or someone who's maybe in a service industry like ours, you know, just get out there and do it. It's just a great thing to, to it's a great way to spend your time. It's a great way to, to meet people. It's a great way to prospect and, and people want, to be on shows. They want to, you know, they want to get asked to be on a show. I mean, I've, I've, I haven't i have turned down anybody who's asked me and I do podcasts all the time. So it's uh, it's a nice thing to do and it's a great business tool. And um, so look, Jay, I really appreciate it. I appreciate your time, you coming on here and, uh, and thank you very much.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Joe. Appreciate it. Absolutely. We'll stay in touch. Take care. Okay. Take care.